0: Welcome to the Collins Hill Pulpit Podcast, a ministry of Collins Hill Baptist Church of Lawrenceville, Georgia. This podcast is dedicated to bringing you Bible messages that are relevant to the day and age in which we live. These messages have been preached from the pulpit of Collins Hill Baptist Church in recent days. Now, here is today's message. Join me in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter number 11. Today we're going to be starting a series we're going to be walking through the book of or not the book the chapter of Hebrews 11 and i tell you as i have been studying this and as i've been preparing over the last couple of weeks really the last couple of months the lord's been laying this on my heart as i've been studying this life chapter of faith it has been an encouragement and a challenge to me and i'm excited as we're going to be walking through Hebrews chapter number 11 we're going to be discovering and growing in our faith. Our series this year is go forward and our theme this year is go forward. And so we want to go forward in our faith. By the way, you know what it means when a preacher takes his watch off? Nothing, nothing, not at all. I don't know why I take it off, but I just wanted to be cool today, I guess. That <laughs> Hebrews chapter number 11, we're going to be reading here the first three verses. You have your hand out there as well. I pray that you'll keep that handy. Hebrews chapter number 11. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hebrews chapter 11 is a is what we would really refer to as the hall of faith. For those that are that enjoy sports, Cooperstown should have a special significance to you. It is a relatively small resort town in eastern New York state, nestled in a very historic setting, being situated at the south end of Lake uh, Otsego, locates, uh, locates it where the That's a long, there's a river where its origin is. I I, I was confident I may be able to pronounce it today, but nope. It is a community rich in history, but what makes Cooperstown something special? Among several things, it is the hometown of Abner Doubleday, who is, by the way, what a name, Doubleday, who is credited by some with having invented the game of baseball. An exhibition game is played there each year by representatives of the National and American League professional baseball clubs. Located there, too, is a nationally famous museum. It is called the National Baseball Museum and Hall of Fame and was established in 1939. Walking through the museum and hall of fame, one can see mementos of famous baseball players. It offers an exciting experience for those who enjoy the game of baseball. Now, I've never been to Cooperstown. I played baseball. My dad played uh, with the Braves organization for a little while, and uh, he played at the University, university of Georgia. And so I've, I've grown up hearing about baseball, loving baseball, playing baseball. I've never been to Cooperstown, though. I've never walked through the Hall of Fame. Uh, I know that there is uh, there's the college football. I believe it's the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. Maybe you've been there. Um, I haven't been there, but I, I, I'd like to go at some point. But, but there you'd find, just as you walk through the halls, great men and, and uh, baseball players, football players, whatever it may be. And I'm sure that there are science hall of fames. And you could walk through and see famous men and women who, who, con- who contributed a lot towards science. And as you walk through it, you're, you're walking through a hall of fame. You, you see, man, these people were famous for something. And, and whatever area and whatever field it is. But in Hebrews chapter 11, we don't find a baseball Hall of Fame. In fact, we find something better. We find God's Hall of Fame. We can refer to it as the Hall of Faith and and recorded for us in this chapter, we find men and women who exercised great faith in the Lord. Now, mind you, these men and women were not any more capable than you and I are today. We, too, can be used of God in mighty ways when we live by faith. Now, today, as we start this series, I want us to look at these first three verses. And, and we're, I'm going to give you three truths. I'll, I'll give them to you, and then, uh, and then we'll walk through them uh, by themselves. But first, we have faith defined. Second, we have faith demonstrated. And third, we have faith declared. And we find that in these three verses. So, number one, I want us to look at faith defined. Faith defined. A simple definition for the word faith is confidence, trust, to hold something as true. So are you confident in something? Do do you trust something? In fact, this word faith, when we see it, we see it many other times throughout the New Testament. But we see two other words that are the same word that we find here as faith. The first word would be believe. The second would be trust. Throughout the New Testament, a lot of the time, if not all the time, but a a lot of the time, when you see trust, you could insert their faith. When you see believe, you could insert trust or you could insert faith. And, And the same here is true. We find that the word faith, it simply means confidence, trust or to hold something as true. But but faith requires something. We can define faith as trust and as confidence, but faith requires an object. We don't just have faith about nothing. There there is an object to our faith. I'll give you an example. Each and every person that's here today illustrated faith in a lot of different ways. One specific way that you demonstrated faith was when you sat down. You might have heard this illustration before. But when you sat down, I didn't see anybody and I was watching. I didn't see anybody look at the chair and, you know, make sure the legs weren't going to move and the metal was fine. I didn't see anybody call the manufacturer and say, hey, I've got, you know, item number 23694 and I just wanted to see who made it. I I wanted to talk to them and see if they made it right and different things like that. No, no, nobody did that. When you got here today, you sat down in your chair. Why? Because you had faith that it was going to hold you up. You trusted that the chair was going to do what it was made to do. So what was the object of your faith? Well, it was the chair. And the same is is true for us Christians. We can have faith, but what or whom do we have faith in? And of course, as Christians, our faith is in the object, in the person of Jesus Christ. That that is not only is our faith defined there, but the object of our faith is the Lord. So the life of a Christian, it is a life of faith. You know, sometimes we will hear, and it's true. Uh, Preachers, evangelists will come in and they'll say, you know, hey, we're just we're, we're living by faith. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. You are. But guess what? We are, too. You know, you and I, we don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. So what do we do? We live by faith. We're not sure about certain things in life. We're not one hundred percent sure. You know, we didn't call the manufacturer to sit down. I didn't call the person who built this stage if it was going to hold me up. I didn't call the person who built this podium right here to see if it if it would do what it was supposed to do. But what? But but I had faith. I believed based on numerous things, based on history, based on fact. That the object that I'm putting my faith in is reliable. This has never given me a reason not to have faith in it. The chairs that you're sitting in has never given you a reason not to have faith in them. This stage has never given me a reason to not have faith in him or in it. And the Bible, it tells us that God, we have never been given a reason for us not to have faith, not to trust the Lord. We find here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, the definition of faith And, and the life of a Christian is a life of faith. I want you to notice, first of all, under faith defined letter A, we see we see the foundation, the foundation of hope. We see that faith is the foundation of hope. Notice here in verse number one, the Bible says, now faith, now now trust, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The substance of things hoped for. We find our foundation of hope. This word, this word substance, it is actually two Greek words that they put together and we actually find both of these words in our English word. Okay, see, if you follow along with me, notice the word substance, that, that first part of the word sub, what do you think, what do you think of sub, a submarine, a, a sub floor, okay, that, that's something that is underneath, right, sub, it's something that's underneath, and stance, what, what do you think when you have stance, what's something that you can stand on, it's, it's something that's firm, so you take those two words and you put them together and what do you have, Well, faith is the substance, it is the foundation, it is what lies underneath our hope. So when we consider faith, we see that faith is the substance, it is the foundation, it is the ground, or it's that which is placed under. This stage, this stage right here is my substance right now. It is my substance. It is underneath. It is the foundation that I'm standing on. Okay, it, it's a firm foundation. It, it's not moving. I could jump, run, and I can do all. sorts. I'm not going to do that. But my blood sugar would drop. But I'm telling you, this 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 stage is a firm substance. It, it's got a foundation to it. For the Christian, our faith is the substance. It is the ground. It is the foundation upon which we hope. Now, I have never seen heaven. I have never seen the Lord Jesus Christ in person with my eyes. But but the foundation of what I'm hoping for, and I think all of us are hoping to see the Lord one day, and we're hoping to see heaven if we're saved, and the foundation of our hope is, that, that, which lies, uh, that which underlies our hope is faith. Now, we're going to see here in a minute about, uh, we're going to go a step further in this. But the foundation of our hope in heaven, the foundation of our hope in eternal security, the foundation of our hope for every good and perfect gift that comes from the Father, we have faith in those promises because our hope is based on a firm foundation. We have the word of God. We have many other things that gives us substance upon which we can hope. So I want you to notice not only our faith is the foundation of hope, but number two or letter B. Our faith is a fact of reality. It is a fact of reality. Notice it says here in verse one, now faith is the substance. Faith is the foundation of of things hoped for, the things that we hope for, faith is the foundation for them. Notice it continues to say, the evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. If we were to go to a courtroom today and we were to witness the prosecution of a man being tried for for theft or for murder, whatever whatever the crime may be, And we were to be sitting in there, and we were to be listening, and and we were to be watching as this prosecutor stands up, and he says, Your Honor and jury, here is evidence number one, evidence number two, and evidence number three. And the jury thinks about it. Maybe you've been on jury duty before. I have never been in jury duty before. And now that I've said that, I'm going to be getting a letter on Monday. And so if you're here Thursday, I'll let you know that I got one. But I've never been to jury duty, so I've never seen, you know, how that process works. Maybe you have, but based on, you know, some TV shows and some movies, I know that the prosecutor will get up and he'll say, look, here's the evidence that we have against this man that proves he did it, okay? Now, Now, what does the jury do? The jury sees this evidence. They go and they deliberate. They come back and they deliver a verdict, correct? So if they deliver a verdict... Here's the thing. That jury was not there when that crime was committed, right? That that jury wasn't there. I mean, hopefully the jury wasn't. The jury wasn't there when that man robbed that bank or when that man murdered that other person. Whatever the crime was, the jury was not there. But why did they believe that he did it? Why did they have faith that that man did it? Why? Because they saw the evidence. That they saw the proof that showed he did it. So faith, it is the substance of things hoped for. It is that foundation of things hoped for. And it's the evidence. It's the proof of things not seen. You see, you and I, we haven't seen heaven. You and I, we we haven't seen the Lord Jesus Christ. We have not seen God. The Bible says... That no man has seen God at any time. But for those things that we have not seen, the evidence that we have gives us faith for it. The, the faith that we have, that, that foundation, that substance, is the evidence of things not seen. The things that I can't see in this world, i give you an example. I have never seen a million dollars. I've never seen a million dollars. I would love to see a million dollars. But I've never seen a million. I mean, I wouldn't love to see it. I'd love to have it. No, but I would. I'd love to see a million dollars. Okay, but until I see it, it's something that I have not seen. But but there's evidence that there's million a million dollars exist. Why? Because it's been proven. There's evidence. I might not have seen it, but by faith, because of evidence, I I believe it. And we haven't seen God. We haven't seen Jesus Christ. But he's given us evidence that we can believe in it. And it is the foundation. Faith is the foundation of the things that we hope for. To get to see the Lord Jesus Christ until then. Or to see Jesus Christ. But until then, he has given us the evidence that we need to have faith in the things that we haven't seen. So what is faith? Faith is is the foundation. It's the foundation of our hope. Why do we hope? Well, because we hope because of, of our faith. And, and our faith, it isn't a blind faith. It, it isn't a, a, a dumb faith. Some people are gullible. If you said that the moon was made out of cheese, they would believe you. If you said that gullible was written on the ceiling right above you, they'd look up, okay? It, it, it's not a dumb faith. It is faith based on evidence. It, it's been proven, now, the way it's been proven, you and I may not, you know, love the way it's been proven, but, but the Bible says that God has revealed himself. He's revealed himself through his creation. You and I, when we, when we look around, we cannot say, oh, this just all happened by chance. Abraham Lincoln, and I posted it on our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, there's a shameless plug for that. Go like and follow and like and subscribe and do all those things. I feel like an influencer. But Abraham Lincoln said that he could understand, I'm paraphrasing, he can understand how somebody could look down at earth and say that there is no God. But he does not understand how someone can look up in the sky and see the stars and see the and see the beauty of the heavens and say that there is no God. You see, God has, has given us evidence. God has proven his existence to us by the creation. Not only that, he's Excuse me, he's proven it to us by our conscience. Romans chapter 2 tells us and gives us the illustration that, that our conscience bears witness, or our conscience lets us know the things that are right and the things that are wrong. No child is born an atheist. Anybody who becomes an atheist or agnostic, they choose to later. Now, they might not have been raised to learn the things of the Bible and, and learn about about God and all these things. But every child that is born, they're born with the basic understanding that, man, I mean, you know, I was I was created that, that there is a God that that I know what's right and what is wrong. The Bible says that, that God has written his law upon our hearts. When, when you do wrong, no matter how little you are, you know that you're doing wrong. And we need to be taught to do right. That's our sinful flesh. But the fact that you and I know what's right and what's wrong, it bears witness, it it bears record to the fact that somebody designed you and created you to know what is right and what is wrong. Not only has he done it through creation and through conscience, but he's done it through the scripture. The the word of God. This, This is enough evidence to believe that there is a God. Now, I, I am just, I am destroying my outline right now, but I want you to go with me to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, and I want to show you God proving to you and me that he exists, okay? Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. We're going to look at God, God's proof that he exists, okay? Okay? Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says here in verse 1, very familiar verse. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. You know how much how much time God spends on proving his existence? None. God does not anywhere in his word try and prove that he exists to you and me. When we come to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, It just says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I wasn't there to see it. You weren't there to see it. But we believe it by faith. And now our faith, like I said, it's not a blind faith or a dumb faith that we have no evidence for. No, no, the evidence for things that are not seen. We we find that evidence in the word of God. God says, Look, if you come to my word and, and you get to Genesis 1 1, I don't have to prove my existence to you because look at creation. Uh, look at your conscience. L- look at my word. I don't have to prove it to you. I- I've already done enough, I've already revealed it to you. God's not trying to hide his existence from anybody. G- God has is, God is clearly shown forth his glory everywhere. And as we come to the Bible from the very first verse that we find, God, he he doesn't try and prove his existence. He just assumes that you already believe that there is a God because it's just natural to believe that there is a divine creator. I'm getting so ahead of myself. It's okay. Go back with me to Hebrews chapter number one. We see that faith is defined. Faith is defined. It's defined as being the foundation of our hope and being the fact, it's a fact of reality. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Number two, I want you to notice. Number one, we have faith defined. Number two, we have faith demonstrated. Faith demonstrated. Notice verse number two of Hebrews chapter 11, for by it, that word it, that's talking about faith for by it, the elders obtained a good report for by it, the elders obtained a good report. The word it is referring to faith for by faith, the elders, who, who are the elders, What's the forefathers? It's when we go back in our in our Bibles and we read about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and, and we go through and we see Enoch is mentioned, Abel is mentioned, Noah is mentioned, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, Rahab, and then and then all of the, the many names that are given by faith, by it, the elders, the, the forefathers obtained a good report. I want you to notice here under faith demonstrated, letter A, faith was demonstrated in the past. Faith was demonstrated in the past. We see that that evidenced here, for by it the elders. We've we've discussed this. It was the forefathers, the the ones who have gone before. Now, I may be over-spiritualizing this verse right here, but yesterday, as, as I was As I was at my uh, ordination, and I praise the Lord for that. I praise the Lord for those that were able to come. And I know that if you weren't, I know you would have loved to be there. And I know that the travel time and the distance and everything. So if you were able to be there, thank you so much. If you weren't, thank you so much. I love you anyways. Um, I love you all the same. There we go. I do have my faith. No, I'm just kidding. We see here Hebrews chapter 11. He says, but the elders. And when I think about the elders... I think about as, as I sat in my ordination council and I had Brother Jack Lawson next to me. I had Savannah's grandfather, Brother Landy McDaniel. I had my, my pastor that, that I uh, spent two years under. And then I even was thinking, and there's a picture in his office um, of our former pastor, a pastor for 48 years, who when I came as a 12-year-old boy or as an 11-year-old boy, who was my pastor And and all the other men that were in that council, as we sat there and they were talking about uh, giving me advice, giving me different things. And I tell you what, I recorded it on my phone so I go back and listen to it because I need all the advice I can get. But as I was sitting there, I was I was thinking about this verse. for by it, the elders, those those that had gone before our forefathers, the the patriarchs of the faith. I I was thinking, man, I'm looking at these men and, and they were all older than I was, than I than I am. And they all had run their race. They weren't done with their race. God still had them here. But they had obtained a good report. And they were the elders that they had gone before me. Savannah's grandfather has been pastoring for 42 years. For 42 years at Rest Haven Baptist Church in Beaufort, Georgia. He's been there for 42 years. Guess what? In the past, in the past 42 years, his faith has been demonstrated. For the last 42 years, I haven't been able to see it. I I was not able to see 42 years worth of pastoral ministry and seeing his faith in that time. But now I can can interact with him and he can tell me stories of how, man, the, the situation, it looked bleak. The situation looked like there was just no way out of it, but he had faith. And, and I'm not building up a man. I'm building up the God whose faith he his, his faith was in. You see, the elders, Abraham, Isaac, all the ones that we're going to study and we're going to look at, and we're going to look at their life. And we're going to look at the faith that they demonstrated. You know, the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How does our faith grow? How do we, first of all, have faith to be saved when we hear the word of God preached to us? We read a verse, we read a tract that has a Bible verse in it. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so as we study these great Bible characters of the past and the faith that they had, the, the, the elders, you may say, our faith can grow because their faith was demonstrated. We can look back and see the results of their faith. We see that faith was demonstrated in the past. It was demonstrated in the past by the elders. But then notice, faith is demonstrated, or under the uh, faith being demonstrated, it is perceived. It is perceived. We recognize it. We see it. Notice it says here, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Obtained a good report. You know, in God's Hall of Fame... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down through it. Abel, he was a sinner. Enoch, he was a sinner. He walked with God. He was translated. God raptured him. Before he, he didn't see death, but he was a sinner. Noah, he was a sinner. Abraham and Sarah, they were sinners. Isaac and Jacob, they were sinners. Joseph, he was a sinner. Moses and his parents, they were sinners. Joshua and Israel, they were sinners. Rahab, she was a sinner. She was a harlot. And all the other names that are mentioned. Guess what? Everybody that we're going to look at in this hall of faith, they were sinners. But, But why are they in the hall of faith? Why did God specifically choose these people to be in the hall of faith? Because their faith, they demonstrated their faith. And by demonstrating their faith, they obtained a good report. You know, we can look back and we can see the good report. We can see that God recorded these names in here for a reason. So that we can look at them and we can grow in our faith as well. But we see that God, he He perceived their faith. You know, many of us here will never get public recognition... For all that we do in faith. Can I be quite honest with you? As as we come up on November. And we have our faith promise missions conference. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm praying now for it. As what God's going to do in our hearts. And see what God wants us to do. As far as worldwide missions. and, And pray and see what God wants you to do. As far as giving in faith. You know nobody may ever know how much you give to missions. Nobody may ever may ever recognize the sacrifice that you gave by faith to the Lord for missions. God, uh, nobody may ever recognize or nobody may ever see the the faith that you demonstrated by serving the Lord in whatever capacity. Maybe maybe you came to the church and you vacuumed the floor and nobody ever saw it. Nobody ever said anything. Maybe you came and you cleaned the bathrooms. Nobody saw nobody said anything. Maybe help cook for a fellowship meal. And, and nobody really, really, you know, applauded you and gave you a, the, the, the greatest pat on the back that you'd ever received. But you, you just said, Lord, I'm just going to serve you. I, I can't do much, but I'm just going to serve you. You know, you may not receive. You, you may not have your faith and your labor perceived here on earth. But can I tell you, there is someone who does see. And that is the Lord. You know, I may be able to pat you on the back and say, man, thank you so much for, for, for working here. You may do something and I, and I may not even recognize it. I may not even know. And, and I may never say, man, thank you so much for that. And I do my best. I do my best to recognize every little thing and express gratitude to each and every person. But, but something that I may not see Maybe it's just handing a track to somebody and by faith, you hand them that track. I I may not ever see that. You may never get a pat on the back for that. But you know what? The God that that has created everything, he looks down and he says, I was pleased by that faith. The Bible says... we. uh, I was tempted to use this verse in our text, but I did it. But the Bible says in verse six, without faith, it's impossible to please God. How did they obtain a good report? They obtained it because they had faith. You, you may never you, your faith may never be perceived here on this earth by man. But there is one person who always sees what you do by faith. And that is the Lord. And he is the one who is able to reward you. I may be able to give you a pat on the back. We may be able to give a standing ovation. But at the end of the day, the applause ends and life goes on as normal. But there's one person who we will all stand before. And he'll say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Our labor, our work, our faith may not be perceived by our fellow man. But there is one person who always sees what we do in faith. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ. The men and women that are are listed in Hebrews chapter 11, it shows us that God sees our faith. God sees your faith. We see your faith was demonstrated in the past and faith was demonstrated in the fact that it was perceived. They obtained a good report. And I want you to notice lastly here. Verse number three. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. I want you to notice faith declared. Number three, faith declared. Faith declared. Notice he says, verse three, through faith, by faith. Faith is the vehicle by which we're going through. Through faith. We understand, we perceive, we take knowledge of the fact that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Faith was declared. Faith declares the creator. Faith declares the creator. Notice, he says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Well, in order to have the word of God, you have to have God. What we saw in Genesis chapter one, that that he created in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everything that we see did not just appear out of nowhere. It's amazing to me. and, and, And I commented this. Look, I used to comment on social media sometimes all the time when I was in college and it just frustrated me to death. Okay. But there was, there was one post and somebody came on there and it was, it was an atheist and he was talking about creation and everything. And I gave him this illustration. And he made fun of me for the illustration. Mainly he made fun of me because there was no rebuttal for the illustration. And I've heard it. I, it was given to me. And so I, I give it to you. If I were to take this watch, it's a nice watch. My parents gave it to me. It's a Seiko. It's nice. I like it. It's, you can dive with it, I guess. And I have to ask Tim if I could. But... But it's watch, it ticks, it's on time, it's it's blue, it's got a blue face, it's not silver, it's really nice. Okay? Fits my wrist perfectly. If I were to take this watch completely apart, I mean I mean every screw, every little dial, everything, take it completely apart. Now we were to get a brown plastic bag, or a brown paper bag, I would to put all the pieces in there, and I would just to start shaking. Now we're to shake it, now we're gonna shake it. For a billion years. You know what's going to happen? In a billion years. When I open up that bag. You know what I'm going to find? I'm going to find all those watch pieces still sitting there. I'm not going to find a watch. That is perfectly put together. And exactly on time. Our faith. Declares the creator. Faith it just declares it. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created just as much as we know that it would be silly to think that this watch would come out of that plastic paper bag ticking and on time. It is just as silly to think that everything that we see just happened to be here. You know, scientists will say that if the earth was just a certain distance closer to the sun we would burn we would all burn to death if the earth was just a little bit too far away from the sun from where it's positioned right now we'd freeze to death the earth is in perfect position all the time 24/7 365 that just happened of course not somebody put it there just like we're talking about this building this building did not just appear. I know we're being novel today. Somebody built this building. If I were to have a piece of artwork, I couldn't just say, "Oh yeah, this is just man." A, a million years ago, there was nothing on this on this canvas, and now there's something on this canvas. A million years later, of course not. Somebody designed it. Somebody painted it. Faith. It just makes sense. It just declares. We understand. We declare that the worlds were framed. They were put together by the word of God. God spoke it. God spoke and said, let there be light. And guess what? There was light. Sometimes when I need to wake up in the morning and my alarm goes off and it's still dark out. I wish I could just speak. Let there be light. And the lights in my room turn on so I can't go back to sleep easy. But we see God. He speaks. Let there be light. He he said, "All right, let the firmament and the uh, let the let the light and the darkness be separate." And guess what? It happened. God spoke it. Faith. We don't see it. We weren't there to see creation, but by faith we believe it. It's not a blind faith. It's not a dumb faith. It's evidenced. We didn't see it, but we have its evidence. It's clear. It's clearly seen. Not only do we see faith declares the creator, but faith is declared by the creation. Faith declared by the creation. Notice, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now the wording here, you may think that's that's interesting, interesting wording. Uh, Let me let me read it to you again. So that the things which are seen, okay, I see you, you see me, hopefully. I see chairs. If I go outside, I see trees. I see grass. I see the clouds. All of those things were made by things which are, were not made of things which do appear. Before we came to the realization in the science community of atoms, you and I, we can't see the atoms. And we know that atoms make up everything that we have. I'm not a science major. But thank, thank the Lord for people that know science and write books about it. But before we knew anything about atoms, those small little tiny things that make up everything that exists, the Bible already said and talked about atoms. The things which we see, they were not made of things that do appear. The things that we see, that they were made by things that, that we can't see. We see the evidence of them. We see the evidence of atoms. We see the evidence of creation. The Bible says that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. There is a term, it's a biblical term, it's called ex nihilo creation. What does that mean? That, that, that phrase, it means that God created everything out of nothing. There, there was no pre-existent material. There was no material that was seen before. There, there was no material that was... Uh, that, that, that was anything. There was nothing. And then God created. Out of nothing came everything. And it was created by God. Like I said. He's using creation as an illustration. But not only as an illustration. But as a point of our faith. That look. We didn't see creation take place. In fact. The things which we do see. They're made of things that, that we don't even see. We, we see the evidence of them. We see the, the outcome. But, but there are molecules and atoms and, and neutrons and protons and nucleuses. Man, I'm just reciting textbook stuff. Actually, I looked up on Google. I said, give me good science terms to, to recite. Okay. But all of these things that, that, that we don't see, it makes up the things that we do see. And by faith, we believe. Things that we can't see. We we, we can't see it. We can see the effects of it. We we can see the evidence of it. And by faith, we believe it. By faith, I believe that God, the Father, created all that exists by the word of his own mouth. I believe it. I wasn't there. But I have evidence that says, hey... Here's evidence number one, evidence number two, evidence number three. It's clear. What's your What's the verdict? Well, you've provided me the evidence. I believe it by faith. I wasn't there, but the evidence that's been presented, I believe it. So when we consider faith, when we look at our faith, when we see this this introduction. To the the word that we've heard our entire lives. And to this word that that we use in our churches, faith. What is it? Uh, Not only what is it, but how important is it? It, Has it been demonstrated to us? Uh, How did other people exercise their faith? Can can I live my Christian life without faith? Of course you can't. But all these questions, Lord will, and we, we will answer as we walk through Hebrews chapter eleven. We see here the definition of faith. Faith is the substance, the foundation of things hoped for, the evidence, the proof of things not seen. We see faith demonstrated. It was demonstrated by those who were before. And God saw their faith, their faith that was demonstrated. And he rewarded them. They obtained a good report. And we see faith declared. It declares the creator. It just makes sense to believe that there is a God. And not only that, but it is declared by the creation. The creation, it gives us evidence. It shows us that this just didn't happen. But that it was created. I want to give you one illustration and we'll be done. In fact, I love this illustration. But everybody, give me a thumbs up. If you can, give me a thumbs up. Okay, I want you to look at your thumb. Look at your thumb. Look at your thumbprint. Okay? That, that right there, that is an original. Nobody else in the world has your thumbprint. You know what that means? You are body. <laughs> I love it. But you know, each and every one of us, we are uniquely designed By a creator. And just our bodies. Just the creation declares and gives evidence to the fact that he is clearly real. And it is by faith. It's not a blind faith, not a dumb faith. We have evidence. It gives us the foundation of the things that we hope for. By faith. We will see. Over the coming weeks, months, really, as we walk through Hebrews 11, we'll see faith illustrated. We'll see great faith that was exercised. And my prayer, and I pray that you'll pray this with me, that our faith will go forward, that our faith will grow. It'd be a a terrible thing to come to the end of the year and say, Lord, I didn't exercise any faith. You know, faith is a muscle. The more you exercise it, the more you grow. As you can tell, I do a lot of exercising. But the more you exercise faith, the more it'll grow. You give $5 to missions. Lord says, I want you to give 10. You say, Lord, that's a stretch. That's a workout. Then you give it. Then He provides. Then you say, okay, Lord. Oh, you want me to give 15? I give 15. It's a muscle, it's a muscle. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, I pray that, you'll, that, that you and I together will grow in our faith as we go through Hebrews 11. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Bible message. We pray that you've received a blessing and we look forward to being with you again in the future.